We are back. It's Wednesday. Let's go. Employment hour, the second time this week at 7 o'clock. You'll catch us Monday nights as well and the weekend shows. Contact any time, of course, to call the radio station. We'd love to hear from you from now till 8 o'clock. You have employment concerns, severance concerns, workplace concerns, whatever. Bring them all on. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior Chomp the bit to get started. Anytime during the show and afterwards, for that matter, severancepaycalculator.com. You'll want to find out what your severance should be. Very simple to use, uh, used by literally hundreds of thousands so far. You can download it. You can have it on your phone, your tablet, and uh, get the real number, what it should be. We'll get to, to more of that here in just a bit. We always start, pal, with the week that was. How are you doing? Hey, John. Thank you very much. Glad to be back here. Glad to be talking about employment law and, and workplace rights and informing and educating people. That's what we do. You know, we're, we're not just on the radio because we like to be. We, we do like to be on the radio, <laughs> but really it's more about educating uh, the, the folks here. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that I keep getting calls in the office and people now can identify these issues. They know what a constructive dismissal is. They know how to calculate their severance. They know when they're owed something. So that that's great. That's really the whole point here. And if you haven't heard our show before, you don't know what the employment hour is all about, well, it's all about you and your workplace rights and your job and what your rights are. Maybe something happened to you or maybe something uh, you're concerned about something going on. Uh, you don't know if you have rights or if your employer is allowed to do something to you. Maybe you lost your job. This is the show. This is the time. Call us on the show. Call me in the office, of course, if you have questions that you don't want to take on on the show. And to start us off, get us all revved up for the uh, next uh, hour, let me start off with two situations that I dealt with over the last uh, couple of days. The first situation uh, involved uh, a gentleman that worked for a company for about 10 or, or I think it's 11 years now. And uh, earlier uh, this month, his employer came to him and said, well, I've made some changes and I've decided that from now on, you have to take your vacation time in the summer. Either July or August, you have to take your vacation time. That's going to be the way it is. The problem was that for the entire 10 or 11 years that this guy had worked there, he always took his vacation in the winter. I wanted to escape the cold. He and his family always went somewhere warm. Uh, never took any time off in the summer. They had planned their whole time around that. His wife was uh, uh, adjusted her schedule for that. And for him, it was a very big deal. And he called me and he asked me, well, can my employer do that? Can he tell me, make me take my vacation in the summer instead of in the winter? So here's what I told him. I said, an employer does have a right to decide when you take your vacation. That said, if they give up that right and let you decide... They can't go back and say, now we want to enforce our right. Because it's been a term established that you take your vacation in the winter, the employer cannot change that. If the employer had done that a while ago when you first started working and the employer decided, well, from now on or moving forward, you're going to take your vacation in the summer and that's it, that would have been fine. But because that didn't happen, because you always took your vacation in the winter, an employer is not allowed to do that. Now, the fact that the employer is not allowed to do that, John, doesn't mean that we can force them not to. We can't prevent them from doing right. that. What we can do is treat that as a constructive dismissal. And that's what he's considering right now, whether he's going to treat that as a constructive dismissal or accept this change. And I think there's a very important lesson there. Uh, you know, vacation is a big part of what we do in our, our terms of employment. And an employer cannot just unilaterally change the way, the time, the manner in which the vacation is taken. It's a big deal. I mean, we all, uh, you know, plan our, our years around our vacation. And if we always do it in a certain way, remember, your employer cannot change it. 
If they does, if your employer does change it, you may have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, John, and, and this may well be the case here. And if they do it once, that means they can do it again, right, if you let it go. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, they, they change this once. Maybe they'll say, well, from now on, you have to take your vacation over their Christmas holidays right. or whenever it is. You don't want to let them do that. Uh, it, it's certainly a, a problem. Once you open that door, the employer can kick it down. So, so that is a, a real concern, John. What else you got going on? Second situation I'll tell you about involved uh, a person who lost his job, uh, and his employer gave him nine months' notice, nine months' working notice. So he told him, employee, I'm telling you that nine months from now, you are out of a job. This was actually nine months ago or so. Uh, three, So everything continued. Three months into this period of time, the employee, unfortunately, had a car accident and hurt his back quite bad, had to have major surgery on his back, and was off work. In fact, he was not able to go back to work uh, after uh, till the end of that nine-month period. Well, what happened at that point? His employer sent him a letter at the end of the ninth-month period, said, as we told you, your employment is coming to an end. Uh, the nine months are up, and off you go. You're you're done. Uh, you're no longer working here. And that's when he called me, and he wanted to know. Well, wait a second, is that right? The answer, John, was no. It's not because if you're unable to work, your employer can't give you notice of termination. That notice does not count. Uh, notice usually does count towards someone's severance, but it doesn't count if you're not able to work. In this case, he was not able to work the last six months. So that employer thought that that six months counted. It did not. So his employer has to actually pay them that out. Now, when I spoke to him, I realized that he actually was owed more than nine months. He was owed more close to 14 or 15 months pay. So I'm going to help him now get that full amount. Remember, most people, when they're offered severance or given notice, it's insufficient. You have to get some legal advice. And if you are given notice... Uh, and you can't work during that period of time, that notice does not count. You have to get paid severance instead. We'll take our first break. I uh, want to get some open lines. Uh, they're wide open. you want to give us a call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. want to drop an email. That symbol as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Back with your calls and more of the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. We are all prepped for your phone calls. Yeah, call that number. You want to talk about your severance offer, employment issues, something you've always wanted to know, or you, if you don't know, you're scared about, give us a call. Lior is here to answer your questions. Right up until 8 o'clock tonight. I mentioned off the top, my friend, the uh, severance pay calculator. Details, please. You know, John, a lot of people know about the severance calculator. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it since uh, I created it almost four years ago. But a lot of people are listening to us now for the first time. A lot of people don't know what it is. And people uh, really do need to know about it. It's such an important tool. Uh, the severance calculator, as the name suggests, it calculates how much severance you're owed. Whether you just lost your job, you're worried about losing your job, maybe you lost it in the past, severancepaycalculator.com is the place you go to. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. And you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment. You just pick it from a drop-down menu, and you're done. It's going to tell you how much severance you're owed in months and in dollars. Uh, and, and it's very, very simple to use. Anyone can use it. It's completely free completely anonymous. You don't need to put in your name or your phone number or anything like that. And that's it. Now you have that information. You're armed with it. If you're walking into that unfortunate meeting with the HR manager mm-hmm. where you're let go and you're handed this uh, severance offer, you know what it needs to say. You know how much money you're owed. And if it doesn't say that, if it doesn't provide you what you're owed, you give me a call. You have that information. It's so important. 
tell others about it. If your coworker down the down the hall has walked out of the office and offered uh, and and uh, you know they're being let go, just whisper them, to them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. Big time. I want to continue on a uh, discussion we uh, I think we had last week or the week before, and that is the uh, commandments of termination of employment. So let's get right back into that. In the meantime, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on yourself. If you have any questions about what we're about to talk about, thou shall not file a complaint with oh, the Ministry of Labor. Yeah, that, that's kind of scary stuff. And, and, and <laughs> the, the commandments, if you will, John, you know, listen to it. These are important rules. Write them down, print the list off, put it in a place where you'll know. Uh, you need to remember these things. If you lose your job or if you're about to lose your job, you have to know these things. These are rules. These are important. And one of the rules, one of the most important rules is you cannot, should not ever, ever, ever file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, with the Labor Board, if you lost your job. Reason for that, there's two reasons. Number one, the Ministry of Labor cannot help you get your full entitlements. Cannot. They can help you maybe get your minimum entitlements, which is a small fraction, a small portion of what you're actually owed. Big, big problem. And the bigger problem is once you file that complaint with the Ministry of Labor and then you realize, oh, wait a second, I'm still owed much, much, much more money. Let me get a lawyer to help me. At that point, you can't do it. You're stuck in that process. You've given up your rights. You've given up your entitlements. I have literally, John, literally spoken with hundreds of people over the past 10 years that did that, filed a complaint or a claim with the Ministry of Labor, only to realize at that point that they lost on tens of thousands of dollars. Horrible situation. If you lost your job, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's fine. Talk to someone else. I'll give you a referral. But that's how strongly I feel about it. You have to speak with an employment lawyer. That's a rule. And this is the thing you've been fighting for for years, as long as I've known you, and is number one, just to get the uh, the labor board to put something, some sort of disclaimer saying these are your minimum entitlements, you might be entitled to more, and to back off that 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 clause where you can't get out of it. You should be able to bail if you've yeah. filed a report. Look, guys, I don't want to do it. I take it back. You know, John, if the government of Ontario imposed a uh, another tax that cost people another 20 bucks uh, a year, there'd be an uproar, right? right? People would be up in arms, you know, rightfully so, fair enough. But what the, the government's doing, and it's not a liberal versus conservative thing, it's just the way the government's been doing it. They're literally costing some people tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars every single day. The message has to be clear. It's very easy what they need to do. They don't do it. So don't fall in that trap if you're let go. cannot You cannot file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Uh, Greg, opening call tonight. How are you, pal? Uh, not too bad. Thanks, fellas. How about you guys? Uh, we're, uh, we're hanging in there for Wednesday. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, I've been with my employer I'm in the automotive field in Durham Reach. been in my, with my employer for 23 years. I was brought in last Thursday. And uh, just for the next long weekend, I'm told that uh, my service no longer be rendered. This is what they're offering. I, I've listened to your show many times before. Didn't think I'd ever need it, but uh, so I went on the uh, the website, looked up the calculator of your document, and I went back in on Tuesday and I said, "This is what I should be expecting." He said, "No, this is what we're offering. That's it." So, uh, Greg, first question: Are you part of a union? No. Oh, okay. Good. So. Uh, so, 23 years, how old are you, Greg? I just turned 48. Okay. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, what, what did they offer you? They're offering me uh, one week for every year. So, 23 weeks pay? That's correct. What was your job? What did you do there? I was a supervisor at uh, 65 employees under me. 
Oh, gosh. Well, someone in your situation is it's entitled to right around 18 months to pay. It could even be slightly more than that. Mm-hmm. So they've offered you less than six months pay. So they're a third or almost a quarter uh, at what they actually owe you. So you've been wrongfully dismissed uh, in the most clearest of ways. So 23 weeks is absolute nonsense, uh, Greg. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not even close. Uh, it, it, I don't even need to know what your compensation is to tell you that we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, potentially more than that. So uh, the good, that's the bad news. The good news is, Greg, it's easy to resolve. It's not hard. It's not long. It's not complicated. You need to give me a call off air. Uh, and, and you know, to say that after 23 years you get 23 weeks is absolute, absolutely ridiculous. 18 months is what I would assess you at. A total compensation, salary, bonus, benefits, etc. I want to talk to you. I want to help you get it resolved. Okay. Sound good, Greg. Here's the number, uh, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. That is the best phone call he made this all this week. I can guarantee it. But, John, I mean, right. I don't know how much money he's making, but he's owed at least another year's pay, okay? Right. A year's pay yeah. over and above what they've offered him. I mean, and, and you know what? This is... This is a, an important call, but do you really think that this is unique? No. Do you know how many calls like that I take every single, every single day? Because that's what people find themselves in. They lose their job. They're offered pennies on the dollar, and the employer says, no, no, that's all we're going to give you. Guess what? It's not up to them. They don't decide. The law takes care of that, and the law says that someone in Greg's situation should get a right, right around 18 months' pay. It is what it is. He's going to get it, and it's a very important call he made. Take a short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You see what that phone call could do. We'd love to talk to you as well between now and up to 8 o'clock tonight on the Employment Hour. Also, Monday nights here we do the Employment Hour and the weekend shows as well. Yeah, we got wide open lines. Want to give us a call like Greg did, man. He just picked out that phone, probably had no clue what he was about to hear. And he can uh, he can back it up. He can back up what you said by simply going to the severancepaycalculator.com and he will get that uh, Get that information as well. I'm sure he'll be calling you uh, you tomorrow, but there you go. That's that's the whole point of calling through the show, getting the information that a lot of people don't know, right? It's such important information. A lot of people don't know. A lot of misconceptions out there. So so we're the misconception busters on this show. So I'm glad Greg called me. Happy to talk to anyone else in that situation. You can email us, Lior, L-A-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll continue talking about these uh, commandments of termination. Uh, another one here, thou shall not resign unless completely, and I repeat, completely voluntary. Well, John, this should be obvious because by definition, you can look up resignation in the dictionary. It's something that you do voluntarily and unilaterally. You do it. You can't have someone tell you to do it. Someone can't make you do it. The only time it's an actual resignation is if you decide for your own reasons you don't want to work for a company. Then you resign. Then it's fine. If someone tells you to resign, threatens you that you better resign, encourages you to resign, and as a result you say, I resign, that is not a resignation. That, in the eyes of the law, is a termination. If I tell you, John... John, you, you, you better resign or I'm firing you and you resign. That's still a termination because I decided you're not going to have a job anymore. So I would always, always rather you be terminated, frankly, than resign. Because if you, once you're terminated, it's easier to get severance. I don't have to show that the resignation really wasn't unilateral. People think that sometimes it's better to resign than, than to be let go. No, it's not. It's really never better to resign uh, you want to make it as easy as possible for yourself to get the full severance that you're owed. 
So no, do not resign. Do not say I quit. Do not say I'm leaving or I resign unless you want to do it yourself for your own reasons. If you feel like you have no choice, give me a call. Do not resign uh, until you speak to me. And we've had several, we've had countless calls from people, uh, you know, when you've had letters, people uh, call you at the firm saying, you know, they told me if I did this, if I, I had to resign unless they did this. And they were given an ultimatum. Or they're given an ultimatum and it's not right. It's not right. And it's also not a real resignation. Yeah. If the only reason you're not working is because the employer decided you're not going to work there anymore, doesn't matter if you call it a resignation or you call it Bob. It's <laughs> a termination. Okay. And if it's a termination, you're owed severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Marco, good evening. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right, guys. What's happening? Um, so here's my situation. I started a new job back at the end of January. And um, when I interviewed with the job, I mean, handed my resume into the company, had one interview with one manager, had a second interview with two managers. Uh, they offered me the job. We emailed back and forth on my wage, and I accepted the position. Now, the interesting thing with this company, it's almost they, they, how they do their probation is they, they hire you and then they send you to an employment agency. So you sign up with this employment agency. And so now my pay comes from the employment agency and whatnot. And then yep. after three months or so, they'll like, okay, now they hire you on full time. But sometimes that three months by the time paperwork, blah, 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 can sometimes become six months. So I've yep. been curious, listening to the show for the past few weeks, uh, how that time could potentially go f as far as hmm. severance potentially in the future. Good call. Excellent call. Excellent question, Marco. So the answer is very, very simple. It counts towards your seniority. Uh, you know, uh, employers often think that they could be very clever and smart and, and play these games. Well, no, no. I know you come work for us every day and you're doing, you know, you're, you're reporting to us. But look, look who, who's paying you. Look at the name on your check. It's someone else. So you're not our employee. Nonsense. You can't play these games. So in the eyes of the law, you would have been a, an employee of this company since January. It doesn't matter if they wanted you to be hired through an agency or they're playing any kinds of, uh, you know, administrative games. So, yes, the time, if you were to be let go tomorrow, next week, next year, your start date for the purposes of severance would be January. Uh, and that's how your severance would be calculated, Marco. Okay, excellent. Uh, because I've heard you guys discuss the idea in the past, especially in regards to employment agencies mm -hmm. and being lawyer or some people who are on contract. So right. it sort of clicked something in my head. Not that there's anything wrong. There's no writing on the wall. I'm very happy. It's a great company. But I just sort of always was thinking down the line. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't relieve the company of its obligations. Because think about it, Marco. If it relieved companies of obligations, then, hey, I would hire all my employees and send them to an agency. I would never have an employee. Yeah, we all never have a liability. Yeah, yeah. All would hey, be. man, <laughs> life would be good, right? It doesn't work that way. We're smarter than that. The law is smarter than that. So, yes, uh, you're, you're an employee of this company. And there's other people. You know, a lot of people that believe that, well, I know I work for a company, but I'm hired through an agency. And, and they're the ones that, that uh, have their name on my check. You know, in most of these situations, John, the company you work for in the eyes of the law is the employer. And they're the ones that are liable to you if something happens, if you're let go, etc. So it's a very important call that Marco made. Short break, and we'll get right back to it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell your phone calls. Just ahead as we uh, take a short break here, AM640. We got wide open lines. We'd love to hear from you. That number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. 
Want to know what your severance offer is worth, really worth, or should be worth? SeverancePayCalculator.com as well. We're talking about the commandments of termination of employment. Thou shall not go on medical leave if about to be let go. You know, it makes me laugh sometimes when, uh, you know, I shouldn't say that. It sounds fair. But oftentimes people, when they believe that they're going to be let go, they react irrationally. And one of the ways that they react irrationally by is by going on a medical leave. So they, they think, I guess, that they can avoid uh, determination if, well, if I'm not there, if they can't see me, right, they, they can't let me go. Well, you know, that, that's not, uh, first of all, that's not true. You can be let go if, you, if you're not there. And second of all, you can't stay off work forever. At some point, you're going to come back to work. And if they're going to let you go, they're going to let you mm-hmm. go. Uh, it's it's just not a good professional way to do that, and and I, I advise against it. If you're going to be let go, and then there's nothing you can do about it. You, you can't prevent that. The only thing we can do is make sure that you get what you're owed. Right. An employer can let an employee go even if there's really no good reason, but, and this is an important one, severance has to be paid, full severance, not a week per year or two weeks per year. In almost every case, it's a lot more than that. So, no, it's not a good idea, John, to, to pretend you're sick, go off on a medical leave and hope uh, they forget about it. They're not going to forget about it. It's not going to work. It's a waste of time. That's something we haven't touched on in, in probably maybe over years, the fact that an employer can let you go as long as they pay proper severance for any time, for really for any reason outside of medical or otherwise. Yeah. You know, John, I, I often say that most people that call me when they lost their job, they don't call me to find out if their severance is fair. They call me because they're upset that they lost their job. Sure. They call me because they feel that it's unfair. And I get that. And you know what? If I was in their shoes, I would be upset for those exact reasons. I didn't do anything wrong. Why am I being let go? Or my employer said I was not a great employee, but that's nonsense. I was a very good employee. So why am I losing my job? The unfortunate part is that uh, from a legal standpoint, not from a business or an ethical standpoint, strictly from a legal standpoint, an employer can let you go at any time as long as severance is paid. So when you lose your job, even if the employer didn't do it right or didn't have a good reason, our job is to make sure that you get the severance that you're owed. We can't challenge the employer's decision. We can't uh, make them hire you back. We can make sure that you get full severance so you, that you have the time that you need to find another position. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to call through and talk to Lior Grace. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Okay, what's your concern? Um, I have a friend that was actually on LTD and she was, her LTD was denied. So she is currently um, seeing a lawyer about the LTD. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, um, she's been um, served her notice. And I guess I, I, I had asked her to go to the LTD lawyer and ask him if he could do a letter to make sure that she was obviously getting the proper severance. But uh, he has said that the letter is best coming from the employee. And I've been listening for the sh- to the show for a long time, and I didn't actually think that that was the best place was for the employee wow. to do it, but rather a lawyer. Well, Grace, uh, thank you for your call. Obviously, uh, you, you're a good friend. For a lawyer to say to the employee, no, no, that the letter should come from you, that's ridiculous. And and, and I, I can't I can't uh, underemphasize this or overemphasize this. Uh, that that's nonsense. An employee should never contact the employer. What's what's the employee going to say in that situation? Mm-hmm. First of all, well, first asking, of all. Yeah, so- Sorry. Uh, okay. There could be other issues here, Grace, because mm-hmm. if she's let go once she's unable to work, there could be human rights issues here. The, the termination right. yeah. itself may be illegal, irrespective of the amount of severance. So 
it may not be just about how much severance it is. It's definitely about that, but it could be about more than that. She needs to properly uh, have uh, proper advice to assess how much she's owed, and then a course of action can be uh, decided upon in terms of how the employer is going to be contacted, whether it's by way of a letter or a claim uh, or, or a human rights complaint. That has to be assessed, and you know, in, in many cases, because these issues of LTD and employment uh, coincide, and, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of factors that that go into assessing both matters. Uh, you know, we we often and very very frequently represent individuals both in the fight against the LTD uh, insurance company and the employer. So your oh, friend right. should really right. give me a call. Okay, and I mean the lawyer has actually said he thought it was kind of fishy that obviously she was served the you know her notice and in fact it is but yet he's saying you know you should do this letter yourself which i totally disagreed with but anyways i will let her know that and uh, maybe she can give you a call absolutely i look forward to speaking to her it's very very important she should not contact her employer until she speaks to me uh she needs to get proper advice and she has not gotten that so far Grace, moving forward, here you go, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Call Lior as soon as you can in that regard. More of your phone calls coming up here. Take a short one in the employment hour, and uh, we'll be back, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Still got a lot of time to give us a call, yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We're talking about the commandments of termination but before we move on, I think Grace kind of highlighted a point that uh, she now has to bounce back and forth between possibly you and this LTD lawyer. This is why you and Savannah, who also has the Insurance and Injury Law Show here on 640, you guys have got the perfect match, employment law and uh, disability law together. It's one firm how they should all be, right? Because you, you, there's so much cross-pollination going on between you two guys. Every day we have matters uh, where either one of my clients needs help dealing with the insurance company or one of Sivan's clients that he's working on the disability uh, claim that they have against the insurance company is is let go from their job. And we need to deal with both aspects of right. these matters. We know what we're doing. We're, we're you know, I, I can say it because it's true. We're, we're some of the best in these fields. So really, uh, if you have a problem with your insurance company, you give us a call. If you have a problem with your employer, you give us a call. We got your back. We'll fix the problem. Commandments here. Here we go. Thou shall not accept negative changes to the terms of your employment. Yeah, and, and this is what we call a constructive dismissal. And when an employer imposes uh, big changes, important changes to the terms of employment, you usually have a choice, John, and the choice is to accept it, which I don't recommend. I'll explain why. Or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. Leave and get severance. It's as if the employer has let you go. Now, the reason why this is a commandment, the reason why you do not want to accept a change, a pay reduction, a demotion, a relocation, etc., because once you accept that change, once you accept that pay decrease, whatever it is, then by doing that, you've given the employer the right to do it again and again in the future. So you may have thought that this is just a one-off thing and this is a one-time only incident. Well, maybe it is. But by you agreeing to that supposed one-off uh, situation, you've given the employer the right to do it again and again and again. And when, he, when the employer does do it again, at that point, it's not a constructive dismissal. At that point, you cannot do anything about it. You only have one kick at this particular can. Mm -hmm. So if your terms of employment are being changed, depending on the change, you may be better off to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Now, of course, John, I want to make it very clear. And I always say this, and I'll say it again. I don't, I don't want anyone resigning without speaking to no. me. If you think mm. you've been constructively dismissed, you give me a call. Let me look at the situation. Do not resign, and then call me. 
you call me, and then we'll talk about a resignation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. George, good evening. How are you, pal? Hey, not bad. You? Good, man. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, actually, uh, mine's a little di- a little different than what you've been talking about tonight. It's uh, the company that I've worked for for 15 years has uh, made a, a decision to move from uh, Mississauga to Scarborough. Yep. And initially, I was uh, I was uh, considering going. Then I I changed my mind and I decided to go and opt for the severance package. Yep. I also told them in, uh, in while well, I was discussing that that I would be willing to go and help them out for three months to 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 reorganize and set up the new warehouse. Of course, because I'm I'm in the upper management, right? I'm a DC manager. And so they came back with an offer, and I just wondered if it was uh, fair. Okay, and so. George, you were there for 15 years. What kind of a job? What were you doing there? I was the, they called me the Eastern D.C. manager. Well, I started off as a warehouse manager. I ended up as a branch manager in, in charge of all the sales and, and the budgets. And then I ended up uh, a couple of years ago being the Eastern uh, hmm. D.C. manager for Montreal uh, area and uh, Mississauga. Okay. And uh, how old are you, George? Uh, I'm 62 right now. 62, 62. Okay. Well, someone in your situation, certainly given the senior position and the age, you're easily going to be looking at around 18 months pay. Okay. One eight. Uh, what, what was their offer? They offered me 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 12 months pay. And then what's your salary? Uh, it's, it's around the, the six figure one. Okay. So, you know, if it was a hundred thousand dollars, the Delta, the difference is $50,000. So, so, you know, in that situation, George, that, that, that's a wrongful dismissal. If you were let go when you're owed 18 months pay and you're paid a year's pay, uh, that's a wrongful dismissal. Did you sign off on this uh, on this uh, offer? I did not sign off on the offer yet. I'm sort of going back and forth. I mean, they they actually gave me a call and and sort of probe and asked me what I would like. And and through my ignorance, I did mention 50, 52 weeks, right? And that's what they put on the offer. And then yeah. I went back to them and I I told them, said, "You listen, you reconsider because I when you took you took me off guard and I, I just reconsidered. And I think there should be a little bit more in there. And they they decided they didn't want to add more to it. Well, you know, that's why I had mentioned to the previous caller uh, that we had that, that it's always a, a, a bad idea. It's not a good idea to try to deal with your employer on these issues because, in fairness to you, how would you know how much you're owed? Uh, but the good news is because, George, you haven't signed off on the severance yet, uh, it's not too late. We can still deal with it. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter to me what they think or they want to pay you. The law dictates that. Right. And you're owed more than a year's pay. Uh, it's going to not be easy for you, unfortunately, uh, uh, potentially to find another job. Uh, you're owed severance. It's, it should be right around 18 months. It could even be slightly higher than that. So I want you to give me a call. Let me deal with the employer. We'll be able to resolve this and get you what you're owed. This is not complicated, George. Okay. Fair enough. Thanks, George. Uh, that number, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 You can email Lior as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We've got uh, a few more minutes to go here. Your phone calls, bring them on. you still got some time to, to make a difference and be enlightened, just like George was a few moments ago. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sell the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM640. Get down the nitty gritty. So you want to uh, have your uh, say, ask a question, bring it in now at that phone number, 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, we're talking about the commandments of employment and thou shall not be concerned about deadlines and severance packages. We love this one. We do love this one, and this is an important one, and this is another message that I have to give individuals every single day when I speak to them in my office. 
Every single person that calls me when they lose their job is looking at a severance letter, a termination letter, that has right at the end of it a deadline. Mm-hmm. It would say, you know, you, here's what we're offering you, and you have until May 25th to accept it. And at 5 o'clock, it, it expires. And people call me very nervously. Or I, I know you said that uh, you can help me, but I have this, this deadline, and it's, uh, it's stressing me out. So what I tell them, what I'm going to say right now is do not worry about it, John. Mm-hmm. Your rights don't expire May the 25th or whatever the date is at 5 o'clock. Your rights are what they are. You have two years to pursue those rights. Those deadlines are a pressure tactic. Yes. That's it. It's not more than that. So if you lost your job, don't worry about that deadline. Your job is to make sure you get what you're owed. Forget about that deadline. You can ignore it. Uh, and and, and you, your job is just to make sure that you get what you're owed. That's it. No more, no less. Another commandment, thou shall not ignore non-competition obligations. A lot of employees do that. They say, well, you know, I know I have an obligation not to compete, but who cares? It's no, Nothing's going to happen. Maybe it's not even enforceable. So uh, I'm going to go work for a competitor across the street. Well, you know what, uh, John? That's a horrible idea. You're right. It's possible that a non-competition, even likely, that a non-competition obligation would not be enforceable. But who cares? If your employer tries to enforce it, they'll sue you. They'll take legal action against you. And that could be a very miserable and very costly experience. So we do not ignore non-competition obligations. Don't sign a non-competition obligation unless you're prepared to live with it. If you sign one and you're going to breach it, you're doing so at your own risk. The better approach is to deal with your former employer and try to negotiate a release from that. Maybe you assure your employer that you're not going to go after their clients, you're not going to reveal their secrets and confidential information, you can't ignore it. Bad idea. It's an invitation for a lawsuit. Jerry, we'll get you in here with about a minute to go. What's uh, what's your concern, my friend? Yeah, I just want to know. I uh, work at a uh, at a job, and I've been there ten years, going on eleven years, and I'm I'm unhappy, and uh, I don't like the way they treated me. I don't know if I if I mean if I quit, I'd probably get nothing, but or if I'm entitled to uh, some sort of settlement as well. Well, Jerry, if you're leaving of your own volition, then no, you're not entitled to any settlement, any compensation. Now, if you're leaving because it's something has happened, a work environment has, created, has been created that makes it very difficult to continue working, then yeah, you would be entitled to your full severance. But you would have to show what that is, objectively. If you can show that, if there's a reason why you're quitting, and I'm going to uh, say this now because we're out of time, give me a call. If you can show the reason, if something bad's happened, that may be a constructive dismissal, and you may be entitled to full severance in that situation. Appreciate it, Jerry. Uh, closing, here's the number you want uh, more information, one 821 5900 one 821 5900 Lior, L-I-O-R, at And the final commandment, thou shalt use the severance pay calculator. Get on that now, severance pay calculator. Till next time, the Employment Hour, right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.